something you've been putting off. Maybe you say, someday I'll do that, or when I have more time. Whether the item is a big bucket list item or something smaller like going on a hike, now is the time to start your Say Yes list. And we have the perfect process to help you turn these items into reality. Join thousands of others with our free Say Yes list template at thesayyesexperience.com forward slash list. It'll help you stop living in that someday and start making those list items come true today. So download it now at thesayyesexperience.com forward slash list. Welcome to the Say Yes Experience podcast, where we inspire you to get out of your comfort zone and into possibility. Our mission at the Say Yes Experience is to empower 10 million people to say yes. If you're new here, welcome. We're thrilled you're here. I'm Jessica Rector. I co-founded the Say Yes Experience with my then nine-year-old son, Blaze, based off his idea to let's just say yes to things. I'm one of the top experts on burnout, and companies and conferences hire me to present on mental health, wellness, and burnout prevention. As a number one best-selling author of 11 books, keynote speaker, and a burnout specialist, I've seen so much with our clients. The Say Yes Experience was started to help you really start living, to do the things that light you up, have more fun, and turn your dreams of what we call Say Yes list items into reality. So thank you for investing in yourself and being here. Now let's make it happen. As a kid, Cody Packer was bullied for his imperfection, and he was given an opportunity one day to embrace his imperfection. And he said yes to that opportunity and was able to find a huge benefit in this imperfection and found self-love. And now he helps others do the same. Please help me welcome to the show our guest today, Cody Packer. Thanks for joining us, Cody. We're so excited that you're here. So I know you've had some challenges that have come up in the past, and you have said yes to those to move you to the next level. So let's kind of unpack what those, what those are for you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, well, the first, the first beautiful gift that I was given at a young age um, was what the world calls a speech impediment, commonly known as a stutter, I just call it a difference in speech. Like I love that. Since a young age, I was invited into owning this voice. And it was a it was a real it was a struggle for a long time. Um and I wasn't saying yes to it. I was pretending it wasn't there. I was avoiding it. I was trying to speak in a way where I was hiding the way I truly spoke so I could sound like everyone else. So it wasn't until I was actually, uh, you know, I, I mean, I went through every thought of talk therapy, art therapy, hypnotherapy, speech therapy when I was younger. And honestly, I don't feel like I was saying yes, but they also weren't saying yes to me. Because what was happening was they were telling me I was a problem over and over and over again. So it kept me in this loop with my walls up where mm -hmm. I, no one likes to be told they're a problem. No one likes to be told they need to be fixed. And for the longest time, I was just, as a teenager, wanting to hide this all. So mm -hmm. I was paying yes to me. Mm. And until way later, when I was about 26, this was... Weirdly enough, it, it coupled with this 
incredible part of my life where I was presented with losing my job. It was a corporate job I'd had for a long time. And then one or two days later, I found out my wife at the time was cheating on me. So we split up. So this whole, it, it just opened up this whole cavern in my life to really mm. come back to my me. And what happened was I'd applied a year before to work at a young kid's camp with kids who stutter. And I got a call about three or four weeks after all this happened with my job and my wife. And they said, do you, do you want to come and work at the camp? And I was so scared because the last time I'd been in a group environment, I had been ridiculed and it was just, there was a lot of trauma wrapped up around it. And for whatever reason, I had a gut instinct where it was like, you know what? I think this is going to be different. So that was the first moment, 26 years after I was gifted this, that I truly did say yes. So Cody, what I love about that is how you're languaging that, that I've been gifted this. As opposed to thinking it's a challenge or an issue or trouble, as so many people in your life as a kid had told you that you're trouble. So how did you change from maybe believing that you're trouble? Because we just as humans, when we hear something enough, especially as a child, we start to believe that, right? We start to buy in that as though that's our truth. And one of the ways that I work with our clients is that we have to change that story that we're telling ourselves because as kids, we don't know any better. We believe them over ourselves as kids. So as a child, I'm sure there were parts of you that were believing them that you're trouble. So how did you go from changing that to saying, this is a gift that I've been given? It's a great question. Um, Just for people out there, like, yeah, my whole childhood, my whole growing up, I, I, you know, I did have this belief. I did have this shame and embarrassment around my voice because I was bullied for it. I was teased for it. Uh, you know, some days I couldn't even get my name out. If a person asked my name and then people would be like, did you forget your name? Like, you know, and it, so I had to like wear a lot of that. And a lot of that was just other people's l- lack of being able to hold space and uncomfortability. Mm-hmm. Is that then as a child I projected onto myself as like oh they don't like the way I am that needs to be my problem so where it changed actually was when I did say yes and I went to this camp now why this changed is because I walked into an environment where we did some staff training with other people who stuttered like me that were on the staff there was other speech language pathologists there that did stutter and didn't stutter that were just training to work with people. And what I what I walked into was this environment of we are going to meet you where you're at. We are not going to talk over you. We're not going to ask you to be fluent. This is how we treat the kids at the camp. We we give them space for them to express themselves as they are without putting anything on them to be any different. Mm. Mm. And so I love that. Even though I was on the staff, I was met with this energy too. Mm-hmm. And it completely changed the way. It was like this big exhale where I'd been holding all this weight my whole life. Uh, all of a sudden, I could just let go and I could finally realize that, man, if I am just me, there is other people that will, where I can belong. Whereas my whole life, it had been this journey of trying to mold myself to fit in at the expense. Yeah. I the real self 
And then it created this inadequacy, really deep inadequacy. So this was the time where I just got to let down all the armor and the guards and I could finally just speak at the pace that I wanted to. I wasn't trying to impress anyone. I wasn't trying to change myself. And spending time with the kids like that, it was just truly incredible because they were a mirror to me. It was like me looking at little yeah. myself. So I was killing that young kid inside. Yes. Never really got to express himself and be be him his full self. Yeah. One crazy thing that happened was on the last night of the camp, I was standing by the lake at about midnight. We'd all made these beautiful white paper lanterns and we put them out onto the water with our memories mm-hmm. for the last two weeks. And I was one of the last ones awake. And I was standing and reading all these kids' things, mm-hmm. uh, lanterns. And all of a sudden, I felt myself shrink down to that of like a four or five-year-old kid, energetically speaking. And I just was having this out-of-body experience. And then next thing I know, this little kid walks up to me. And it was me at the age of about six or seven. And mm-hmm. I just remember that he just grabbed my hand and he just said to me, look, you don't have to be scared anymore. You can use your voice. Yes. It was like that kid that came back that I had given him this time and space to actually be expressed. And now he was the one that was calling me forward into using my voice and saying yes to myself outside of the space. Yes. Forward. You know, so much is coming up for me, Cody, because there's a big difference between feeling like we belong and trying to fit in, right? And I think so often, especially as kids, we try and fit in. We try to be what other people want us to be or what other people think we should be or how they think we should show up or express ourselves. And then as we grow up and become adults, we tend to do that same thing. We tend to forget who we are and say, oh, I'm going to try and fit in with this group of people. Oh, they're like that. So I'm going to be like that. That's what they like. So I'm going to be like that. And then there comes a point that hopefully in everyone's life that they say, whoa, whoa, wait, I really, what do I really like? Where do I want to be? How do I want to show up in this world? And that is a gift that you found that out, I say, early in life, like in your 20s, as opposed to waiting until you're 40 or 50 or 60 years old saying, okay, my whole life, I've been trying to fit in with who people wanted me to be and how they wanted my voice to be, as opposed to recognizing this is all of me and really owning that. Because when we allow ourselves to really own that, it builds our confidence, our belief in ourselves. And then we can continue to go out and be our best amazing self, right? Once you were able to do that, you can go out there and really shine your light in so many different ways and be that person that you're meant to be, but also be that great role model for those kids that were around you in the camp. You know, I'm thinking one of the things that you said, you know, and how it made me feel, and I don't know if it was your intention, but when you were talking about people when you were young saying that you were trouble, I just kept thinking when you were talking about that, that if that was me as a kid and I started to believe these other people and if it had to do with something like my voice, I would stop speaking out. 
I would stop wanting to talk. I would not volunteer an answer when someone, you know, because we had, we were called upon to read out loud in class. Like, so I'm just thinking like that would be such an ingrained fear in me of, you know, people shaming me or ridiculing me, making fun of me. And, you know, and so I put myself in your shoes and although it's your rebel, like actually speaking out verbally, but also a metaphor for your voice in the world. If we stop speaking up and sharing our thoughts and our opinions, who do we become, right? I mean, we stop becoming who we're really meant to be. We stop being heard. We stop, or maybe we feel like because we're not being heard, we're not being seen. And then how does something like that transfer into other areas of your life and really start impacting you and your self-confidence just as a human. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Um, I actually probably was the outlier in that sense. Is when I was a kid, I mean, I the weird thing was I was called by all my teachers chatterbox, the one that was always talking. And I had so much to say and all this all these opinions and wanted to be the class clown, which was probably a bit of a defense mechanism to take some attention off me. But I also did drama. I was on the stage, which is another interesting When you're on the stage, when you're playing a character, you very, very, very rarely trip over your words. You're, I was actually able to speak very fluently on the stage. So that was a haven for Amazing. me. But, yeah. but then it was also like, oh, I'm living in this pretend reality of like, you know, that's not actually me. It's me playing a character and having this freedom, quote unquote, but... To be honest, I was very talkative. It didn't really. Oh, that's it didn't good. Really, I, I I hosted school assemblies and kind of stuttered my way through that, or tried to. I tried to make it look like I didn't stutter, but I did. Um, so that was very interesting. I guess the only real domain that it really uh, impacted me in my life was, I think, approaching uh, girls when I was younger. Mm. So that was really difficult for me because I was and. Just going to school every morning, I'd wake up. I've made a, um, I've made an international stuttering awareness PSA uh, short commercial on this too, trying to get people in the shoes of it. Of like every morning, I'd wake up, I would play the movie in my mind of me getting up in school, tripping over my words, getting bullied, getting teased, and of course it would come true because the brain doesn't know the difference between a thought and an experience. So I was experiencing this over and over in my body and um i was making it actually i was you know i all think we have the capability to we are the creators and directors of our own lives like our mm -hmm. life and the world is a movie theater and i was playing this coming of age horror movie growing up that's what i was creating through no fault of my own but um now i've transitioned onto a completely different genre of film but the confidence piece was only probably with girls i was very confident in other areas of my life and you know there came a point where i decided i would rather be loved for who i'm not mm. than hated for who i am oh, wow. so the way around i decided i'd rather be hated for who i am than loved for who i'm not because a lot of the time people were like oh yeah cody you're really cool and yet it was this idea of cody it wasn't mm -hmm. any cody uh mm -hmm. now you're seeing full cody like this is him he stutters someday he stutters you know he doesn't stutter someday 
but this is him. Like, and he's completely okay with that now because he's able to look at it actually as a strength. Like, because I was trying to be a copy, and this world has enough copies. Yes, there's plenty so of true. What I realized was my voice was actually in a world that is moving a hundred million miles an hour, where everyone is trying to get from A to B. People are. Mm-hmm. My voice along with the other 1% of the world who has a voice like me, we are, I believe, we've been put around this planet to help people to slow down and actually to stop and listen to what I'm saying, not how I'm saying it. Do you want to start saying yes, but you just don't know where to start? And oftentimes when we don't know where to start, we just don't start. So we created an ebook just for you. We put together 101 ways to say yes in this ebook. Ideas, big and small, things that only take a small amount of time, like one to two minutes. Whether you're saying yes to yourself, in your family, relationships, or pushing yourself lovingly outside of your comfort zone with adventures, it's all made to really help you become more of your rock star self. So you can get this ebook at bsayyesexperience.com forward slash book, B-O-O-K. So if you want to start saying yes, or maybe you need some ideas on how to say yes, because you get so caught up in being busy and doing tasks and projects or doing laundry and cooking that the time flies by and you want to spend time with your family, but you just don't know how to say yes. Those ideas just don't come to you. We put it together to make it super, super easy for you. So go to thesayyesexperience.com forward slash book to get your copy today and start saying yes now. Are you feeling overwhelmed, stressed, or burned out? We get it. You're not alone. In fact, according to our research, 79% of the workforce is in burnout and almost half are in extreme burnout. In fact, it's the number one reason why people are leaving organizations. They're burned out. They're looking for something more. They're looking for something better. But it doesn't have to be that way. We have your solution. It's called Blaze Your Brain to Extinguish Burnout. 52 Keys to Prevent, Breakthrough, and Eliminate Burnout. You can find your copy at justcorrector.com forward slash store. Now, this is a great tool that you can use with yourself, with your colleagues, within your organization. Everyone can get one and you can go through one a week with them. And at the end, you can say, what was something that worked this week? What was the success you had? So you can champion and encourage each other. You can also ask what were the challenges and issues that came up so you can mastermind and brainstorm around those to keep those from coming up in the future. So make sure you get your copy at justcorrector.com forward slash store. All books are autographed with a personal message just for you. Oh, I love that. I love that. Like for us to slow down and our brains to slow down, right? Because our brains are going in every different direction so fast. And and I also believe something that jars our brain that's different, like even like if things uh, sense different accents, 
make our brains have to slow down, right? So maybe someone um, puts the accent on a different syllable in a word than what we might be used to. It makes our brain stop and pause and have to actually think, Mm -hmm. which is exciting because our brains are going so fast. So I love your perspective on that, that it makes us stop and slow down and really pause. And there's so, so much power in pause instead of going, 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 that we stop and pause and our brain, we actually are training our brain in a different way. So I love that. So how did you come up with that philosophy and kind of get this whole, um, like, I just feel like wrapping your arms around it. That's it. That's the thing I can think of, like really embracing the stutter and who you are. I know the camp was initial, the kind of like light bulb moment, if you will. But I feel like now you're really wrapping your arms around it and embracing it in a full way. So what happened after the camp or, you know, was there another incident or situation that you said, okay, now I've got to, because it seems like that was kind of the beginning. And then what happened for you to here to really give yourself a big hug? Yeah, it's a great question. So I just want people to realize, like, I was so close to saying no to that camp experience that opened so many doors up in my life that contributes to the way that I am now. And the, like, the difference between that happening or not happening was one letter. Yes, no, one letter could have defined a whole different path. So after I got out of the camp, I had to another choice. Do I choose myself? from this point on. So this was another yes, no. And of course it was a yes. So I started being very active in the stuttering community. I was doing stuff on Zooms with adults and kids all over the world. I started, you know, I made this International Stuttering Awareness Day, you know, kind of commercial PSA thing and uh, put that out there. That went kind of viral. And after that, I started, I started, I mean, coming back to myself and realizing like what, what lights me up. I've been a filmmaker. I love making films, but then I started remembering this part of me that I've always been super empathetic and loving to help people. I could read their energy. I could know exactly how they felt and what's going on without even exchanging a word. So I was like, I'm just going to start working with people. I didn't even know what like a life coach was. I didn't even like that word, but turns out like I work with people at the realm of how they view themselves and reconnecting to their deep like inner child and their mm-hmm. like their unique voice potential everything and now i work in the realms of that where i'm empowering and helping people lead their life's movie as the director of their life like yeah really, my passion is to empower people that like we're all artists on this planet this idea that there's a a club of artists that you need to become an artist is the biggest lie we've ever been told. We're all creators. We create our reality and every thought, action, everything we do any day is creating our movie we're putting that's out. True. So that's that's what I do now. And I had to keep saying yes. And I had to, you know what? I had to be okay with loving myself in a way that I'd never loved myself before. And what that looked yes. like was meeting all of the parts of myself that I denied and I'd hidden from for years and actually just most of it was to do with my inner child and most of it was just looking and being with it and not putting shame on it not putting but loving the parts of me that have felt shamed and embarrassed 
loving the parts of me that have hid, like all of that, all of those versions of me, I mm-hmm. have because they've led me to where I am now. Exactly. Yes. And I think what it came down to, to me, you know, for me, was that for whatever reason, I have been gifted this voice in this moment in time. Now, I can either deny it and try and hide from it, which would bring misery and suffering, or suffering, or I could just say, you know what? I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it. It doesn't mean I'm always loving it. There's days where I'm frustrated and I let myself be frustrated. And But it's not, it's not I'm frustrated at me. I'm just frustrated. It just comes and goes. And I think the choice is in saying yes is actually saying yes to all of me, not just parts of me, not just mm-hmm. cherry picking the stuff I want off the buffet and then pretending all the other parts of me doesn't exist. It was saying yes to all of me. And that was something I'd never really done before. And it's been extremely liberating, um, extremely challenging, but also extremely beautiful to meet all those parts of myself. You know, but when we're able to do that, Cody, it allows us to step up into the world in a different way. It allows us to be seen and heard in a different way. I remember when I was a child, I was told I was loud. I was told I had too much energy. Can you please just sit down? You talk too much. Can you please be quiet? Over and over and over, right? So as I grew up, that was the things about me that I hated. Like, okay, I'm loud. I get too excited. I have too much energy. I talk too much. So I became really insecure about those parts of me. And so anytime someone would say that, it would be it was a trigger for me. I knew it was like, Jessica, that means stop talking. Jessica, that means to be quiet. Jessica, that means to sit down and not be loud. Like no no one cares what your opinion is. Nobody wants to hear from you. So that became that story that I kept telling myself. And now when someone says, hey, you're loud, you have too much energy, you, you talk a lot. And I'm like, thank you, because that's what people hire me to do. People love me. Like, that's how I make a living. But all those things that we're towards, and then we keep repeating those things to ourselves, if we shy away from them, that makes us be just a small fraction of who we're really meant to be. But when we embrace those things, great. I'm loud. I talk. You know, I have opinion. I have opinion. I have a lot of energy. But guess what? That's what makes me different than a lot of other a lot of other people. And there's going to be people, Cody, that people. There's going to be people out there that don't like us. Right? They're they're not going to like us because that's about hair color. They're not going to like us because we're tall. They're not going to like us because of whatever the reasons are. But being loud or having too much energy may just be part of it, right? And there's going to be people who totally embrace us. And when they embrace us, they're going to embrace all of us. They're going to love us. They're going to say, yes, we are your biggest fans. We want to hear more from you. And once we decide to embrace all of ourselves, that's when we can go out there and really share the best of ourselves with so many other people. So imagine what your life would be like if you never said yes to that camp. You never started really embracing that part of you. And imagine what my life had been like if all of my mentors and people I looked up to didn't say yes to their gifts and their voice. Because that, you can look at that in your own life. Take a look at that, write it down, because you'll be amazed by like, whoa, of all these people I learned from, of all these people that have 
helps me grow. If they didn't put themselves out there, like imagine what that world would look like. And exactly. what I realized with the friend thing is when I was a kid, I was more worried about trying to make people like me from like who I should be so they could like me. I didn't even know at that point that when I just started being myself and my fullest, that you actually attract people that like all of you. Yeah. It's, so, it's such a difference rather than minimizing yourself to get ex- like a person to like you for parts of yourself. That is not even taking into account what you can attract if you are your whole self, where people can see and respect and love all of you. Yes. And then you don't feel like you have to shy away from those parts. Like, oh, they're not going to like that, so I better not be that way. or I better not say that because they're not going to. But when you find those people that resonate with all of you, you can fully be, you don't have to hide. You can come out in, in all your glory. So I love your perspective. Also, you shared with me your perspective on your divorce and said that that was a gift. So tell tell us a little bit more about that, how you viewed it that way. That was a gift. And once I, once I really pulled up my sleeves and got in there, it wasn't a gift straight away. I want to be pretty clear about that. Right. The first two, three months were probably some of the most intense, heartbreaking, just heavy emotions that I've ever experienced. But why I consider it a gift the greatest thing that's probably happened to me in my life is because it allowed me to come back again to parts of myself that had just been buried and lost within a relationship. And these were things like not expressing my needs, not knowing my values, avoiding conflict, and even some some patterns that had played out over a long period of time. Why it was a gift to me is because it opened the doorway back to myself. Basically, it got... I got removed from this illusion. Like I thought I had my whole life worked out. And then life was just like, here, like, let's give you this lesson. It's all an illusion because it's all in the future. And the only place anything happens is right now. Nothing else exists. So this was a beautiful lesson for me to come back to myself and realize I have to be my number one priority and that I am the only person I ever have in this life. That is guaranteed. Everything else comes and it goes. The form changes. And what I realized was what I actually was using this relationship for was for a lot of stuff to do with like validation and safety. And so I started to learn, okay, well, how can I give all that to me so that I can be whole? And then when I go into a relationship, it's two holes coming together rather than this absolute nonsense idea that we're told where two halves come together and make a whole right that is so true this this was my journey of coming to meet all these parts of myself and realize like oh yeah like it starts with me it really does and then i get to choose someone and also attract someone that is a whole like me so we complementing each other we're supporting each other rather than relying and depending on each other Oh, wow. That's you to operate on. Yes. And completely different going into a relationship with those, with the different change and how you view it as well. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. And now it took me three years. I mean, I was just, I prioritized friends, community, myself. I didn't date for three years. I didn't want to like just cover it up. I'm not the type mm-hmm. of 
and that just, you know, sleeps around and puts all my trauma onto other women, which I just think is just like, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's always coexisting because it's always like every person is playing a role to each other, but I wanted to play that role to myself. So I want to take responsibility and I wanted to learn how to lead myself in my own life and absolutely love myself at a deep level where I don't need a relationship to mm-hmm. like, you're ne- like you never need anything like thing else from another person. What you need is yourself. And then you get to share time with another person. Yes. They're not filling voids and gaps for you. They are complimenting <laughs> you. Yeah. And someone who's done the work on themselves too. So they come to you as a whole person and not just a half a person as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all of this juicy stuff with us, Cody. It's been such a pleasure. I love how you have learned how to embrace yourself and love yourself as a whole person and get out there and keep sharing your voice and helping people because there's so many people out there that need your help and your ripple effects. I'm so excited that you went to that camp that you said yes to that camp because there's so many other people who have really been impacted by that. So thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you on the next one. Have an awesome day. Bye-bye. Are you ready to move to your next level of rockstar greatness? CFO, Chief Fun Officer, number one best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Blaze Rector, is ready to help you do that. At just 10 years old, he's already written two number one best-selling books. Through the power of storytelling, he uses lessons learned and shares strategies, tips, tactics and tools to inspire empower and motivate you to live a more amazing life so if you're ready to do that in your own life grab a copy of his number one best-selling books at justcorrector.com forward slash store and when you order your copies he will personally autograph them and write you a message on those books before shipping them out to you to really inspire and empower you in your life. These books are great for adults and kids alike. So if you're ready to move to your next level of rockstar greatness, make sure you grab your copy at justcorrector.com forward slash store. Enjoy those amazing, empowering, transformational books. Did you know that the two biggest issues impacting the workforce are mental health and burnout? Well, we have your solution. The more that you feel burned out, the more it impacts your mental health. The more your mental health is impacted, the more it leads to burnout. So it's a vicious cycle that goes around and around, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can help them both if you're intentional and strategic with it. We have lots of resources for you at justcorrector.com forward slash store. One that I wanna highlight that really enhances your mental health is Tame Your Brain Game, 52 Tips to Turn Negative Thoughts into Positive Action. Now, research shows that 80% of your thoughts are negative. No matter how positive you feel, it's the pattern and the habit that you've developed over the course of years, over the course of decades. And that can often impact your life, how you show up, how you lead, how you communicate, how you engage, whether at work or at home. And then it also impacts a work environment. All you need is one NN or TT, negative Nancy or toxic Tim to really impact that work environment. So if you are ready to enhance your mental health, 
Get your copy of Tame Your Brain Game, 52 Tips to Turn Negative Thoughts into Positive Action today at justcorrector.com forward slash store. All books are autographed with a personal message just for you. Thank you so much for being here. Check us out at thesayyesexperience.com. Our mission at the Say Yes Experience is to empower 10 million people to say yes. With your help in sharing our podcast, we can do that. Follow us on all social media at the Say Yes Experience and join our free community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Say Yes Experience. Thank you again to our guest. You can find all the contact information for our guest in the show notes. Thank you to our CFO, Chief Fund Officer, Blaze Rector, our business advisor, Lisa Verhurek, and to our team at Jessica Rector Enterprises. We look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Have an amazing day and keep being a rock star.